I'm Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much. Maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Ben Easter. I'm here with my lovely, beautiful wife, co-host, Paige Easter. And today we're doing a little bit of a different episode. Paige, what are we doing today? So we're coming up on a year of our podcast since we first started it. So today's episode is all about looking back at the last year's worth of episodes and pulling out some highlights, giving some people, giving people kind of a roadmap for what episodes to date are the most important to check out and where they can go to find the information that will most help them. Especially since this podcast, the whole intention behind it was really to be helping people access more freedom. This is a great episode to kind of find all the best places to get that help for freedom, depending on your specific situation and what's important to you. Totally. Yeah, it can be so overwhelming to come into a podcast for the first time and not know where to get started. Sometimes if you start from like the oldest to newest, like it just doesn't have the same kind of character. And so the point of this episode is to connect you with the parts that we think we have found the most helpful and that other people have found the most helpful. So we'll just go through some of those. We're going to revisit the intention for it on this 50 second episode and tell you a little bit about where we're going as well. So I think it'd be really great to start off with kind of the origins of the podcast. Like what was it meant to do? When did it, when was the idea born? Those kind of questions. This podcast has been one of my favorite projects that I've ever done. And it was born because the practice got full and I couldn't help people. I had more people coming to me than I could actually help. And so I wanted to have some way that I could be out there sharing a lot of these mindset shifts and ways of looking at the world with people that didn't require a one-on-one conversation with me. And so the shift to freedom was born. We hired uh, Ginny Saraswati's team to help us craft the initial branding of the podcast and to to get the initial concept kind of laid out. And yeah, it's been a blast. Got got together some co-hosts initially. It was uh, you, me, and uh, Clayton and Sophie. And we did some really cool work. Then that was like kind of season one. Season two, Sophie dropped out as a co-host. And uh, now it's you, me, and Clayton kind of digging into it. We have a bunch of different kinds of episodes and ways of shining the light on what can be freedom thoughts and helping people kind of access more of their own inner badass in the world. That's how I think Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Something that stands out for me and the creation of this podcast is after, you know, watching you, witnessing you as a coach for so long and starting to notice that, you know, the same themes were coming up over and over for people. People were continuously like experiencing some kind of challenge in these domains. And I think that what the podcast can really do is 
take those really important topics and bring them outside of the coaching session. Since we know that everybody, not everybody, but most people are struggling with them. Um, just being able to, you don't necessarily have to be in a one-on-one coaching engagement in order to experience mindset shifts. These podcast episodes are kind of a conglomeration of the different concepts that you and me and Clayton have been picking up through our coaching practice. An especially useful way of thinking about this podcast is reflected in the Project Candlelight episode, because I really do think of like freedom as being this fire that we can stoke inside of ourselves. And then what happens is as we feel more and more free, we go out into the world and we show up and then other people are just naturally drawn to that freedom. And then they can take that flame and start to emulate it and be that in their own lives. And that there's just this sort of universal source energy that is creative in all of us that we can kind of stoke and help each other stoke. And that's the the number one purpose of the podcast for me is to just like share that flame of freedom so that everybody else can go out there and share that frame of flame of freedom as well. And, uh, and then we can start a wildfire. <laughs> I'm finding myself experiencing a sense of gratitude. I think that that's one of my favorite parts about you is this like dogged dedication to what are the ways that I can help people? What are the ways that we can empower the people around us so that they then can go out and empower other people? And I am just so appreciative that you have that in you. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's the meaning in my life. All right, so let's uh, let's walk through some of these. I guess what do we where, where do we start, Paige? How do we- okay, so we have selected I think like maybe ten ish episodes that we wanted to highlight before we get into the most useful. We have like ten of those. There are a couple episodes of note to just pop into. So first and foremost, the episode with the most downloads that we have is that very first episode. How would you operate if you were already there? And that was an episode that you did with Clayton. I wonder, like, what what do you think it is about that episode? Just that it was the first one that has the most downloads or something else? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I definitely think that it was the first one has something to do with it. Um, You know, recency bias and primacy bias. Those are (laughs) So the first one is going to have more attention paid to it. But I also think that there's something really cool about that episode in that it's about the concept that what if you didn't like need all of these things? Like you didn't need to achieve these goals or you didn't need to like do certain things or show up in certain ways in order to be in alignment, to feel in alignment with your life. And I think that that's just kind of like a a juicy topic that I think probably has a lot of resonance and so gets shared a lot as well. That one's like an antidote to like the, the white knuckling your way through life, like, you know, hustling and grinding and showing up as like, you know, needing to do a lot of stuff and an obligation in order to kind of reach your goals so that dot, dot, dot. And then we never really fill out the dot, dot, dot. So (laughs) I think that's what that episode's all about. Totally. Okay. And then we also have one more category that we wanted to highlight. The episode that you've got the most people who reached out to afterwards to pay compliment to the episode. It was a more recent episode, the 43rd, Unlocking Limiting Beliefs with Grace Clark. And so that was a interview with a client. And so tell me about that. What do you think it is about that episode that made it so special that so many people reach out? Well, I think, first of all, I, I, it's so fun to get feedback, by the way. I love it when people reach out to me either by email or by text sometimes and just let me know like, hey, I was listening to this episode. It was really meaningful. I, I That always feels really good. And we get a couple of those every once in a while. Uh, people do that. But like for this one episode, I, my like fun was like ringing off the hook, so to speak. I just like got a bunch of texts, a bunch of emails uh, complimenting this this episode. I think what's so 
uh, impactful about this episode is that Grace's story is such an identifiable one. Like she was just like really authentic about her kind of her journey to freedom herself and the way that she thinks about it and what she's kind of come across. And I think that that, that episode really landed with people because they could see themselves in Grace. I think the way that she shared her from an authentic place and just like from like what was really driving her and how she was thinking about her business and how she was thinking about herself and her mind. I think it just really landed to connect with a lot of people. So just, it, it moved people. So thanks Grace. If you're listening to this, uh, I appreciate you uh, yeah, sharing, I sharing that, so authentically. I think that there, there are a couple more episodes that you've done with client interviews, Julian Frazier, Emma Grace Moon. And those are also episodes that stand Lindsay out Alt. to me. Lindsay all yeah all of those are episodes that really stand out to me as quite memorable and I think part of the 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 beauty of those episodes in particular is that we're seeing a person who started in a place of wanting something and then going through their journey of being able to figure it out and then kind of finding them at this stopping point where they're also still looking forward to more growth and change and so we're getting like this little snapshot And what I love about that is kind of this like normalization of, and we can be in pursuit of our desires and we can get there, but there's always going to be more to continue. So it's kind of an illusion that we'll like get there and then like, oh, surprise, you win the game, like game's over. You get to like relax forever now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's also something really appealing about witnessing someone else's journey you know, and hearing about like kind of what somebody's gone through in their own shifts to freedom, because that just like helps us to, well, one, to see the path and two, to kind of believe it's possible because if we can hear where somebody else was coming from and we can kind of identify with that and we can hear about shifts that they've made. Well, I mean, it seems pretty natural and normal that we might also believe that it's possible for us. So I think that's really a cool Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I think before we hop into most useful, I think it might be helpful to just kind of reflect on the types of episodes that we have. So we've kind of already discussed already. We have these handful of client interview episodes that are really great for anybody who wants kind of a model for how personal growth and freedom can unfold for themselves and get some ideas for themselves. What else do we have? What are the other episodes that we have? Well, we have the ones, I think our personal favorite ones are the Disney episode ones. It's really fun to where we go through and we, and we look at the you know, these sort of infinite eternal stories that happen that Disney takes and retells in such beautiful ways. And that these stories, like because they're myths, they really resonate on some level with us as humans. And so I think what's really cool about the Disney episodes is that we're, we're kind of, it's a more of a playful kind of exploration of freedom and the shifts to freedom. But it's like, what are the lessons that we can learn from these stories that have been around for so long? So there's so much sort of richness in history, but also for, for these stories to last for as long as they do, they must be really landing with some deep part of us in our humanity. And so I think those episodes are really cool because they, they explore, you know, what are the themes of something that lasts forever? What are the sort of the truths that stand the test of time in humanity? And that's one of the things I think is really cool and really fun about those episodes. Plus they have great music. Great music. Something that I really appreciate about those episodes is similar to the episodes, the client interview episodes that you've done, is the Disney ones. We're taking these like characters and we're watching them go through this experience and trying them on for ourselves. Like, well, how did it work? Like, they're also like models for how we can be in process towards more freedom for ourselves. And I think that there's something really exciting for me to just be exploring like the symbols 
the meaning that I make of them personally and then kind of cast those out and see how other people experience them, either the same as me or differently. And there's something really kind of like playful and maybe even a little artistic about those episodes that I really love doing. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun to watch that. Yeah. Also, I think that we're, there's something cool about thinking of each of the heroes as being like different entrepreneurial styles. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's like a really fun thing that we do. Yeah. Those. We've talked about in the past going back through all of those episodes and creating like a BuzzFeed style quiz about which entrepreneur, like what style Disney entrepreneur are you? So maybe that'll be something we release in the future. Yeah. Cool. So most useful. Let's, let's talk about if you're, if you're getting started, you're just getting started with the podcast and you want to kind of like touch on some of the topics that I think are um, very resonant or very helpful for people because they're some of the most common blocks that we hear and uh, the ways that we talked about them seemed to really resonate with people when we were doing these episodes. So we'll just go through kind of our, you know, again, it's like the top 10 maybe ish. Um, and then we'll get you the links to all of these in the show notes. So you can, you can go find the episodes. But we'll also say what what episode number they were. So we'll just get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went ahead and we pulled all the ones that really stood out for us. And I went back and put them in chronological order. So oldest to most recent, starting at the top, we have episode three, Getting Comfortable in Our Zone of Genius. And that was an episode that you did with Sophie. Mm -hmm. And this one is as early stage businesses start to develop, they look to hiring because there, you know, there are things, more things to be done than a person can do. And so the question of the zone of genius is something that's really interesting. Actually on Sophie's podcast, the active ingredient podcast, she had the creator of the, after this episode came out, by the way, she had the creator of the zone of genius, Gay Hendricks on her podcast, which is really awesome. I highly recommend. We'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. But which was a phenomenal episode, one of my favorite episodes of any podcast I've ever heard. But so the idea of zone of genius is like, how do we operate in that place where it's sort of the meeting point of what we're what we're really effective at in the world and what we really love to do and, and is really effortless and easy for us to, to play in. So that episode is all about how do we explore our own zone of genius such that we can build a business that's in support of it. That was episode three. Episode four, freeing yourself from imposter syndrome was another one that uh Man, imposter syndrome is one of the ones that I think it is one of the things that I hear most often in my coaching calls. It's just this story that you don't really like you don't belong at the table or that you've kind of been like you've kind of people are believing something about you that you're like more effective or better than you really are. And that at some point they're going to just like figure out that you've been fooling them all. This kind of like story rooted in our worthiness story that is like somehow related to our belonging and whether or not we we deserve to be where we are. I think that's like just one of the most common mental blocks that shows up for people, these mental gremlins. And then in that episode, we have a pretty cool uh, way of addressing it um, called the personal badassery list. So you can go check that one out. What's next? Okay. Episode six, dealing with unworthiness. Oh, yeah. With Clayton. Yeah. Another one that we got a lot of compliments. This was like almost honorable mention for people who reached out and said that it was really resonant. But yeah, that worthiness story, man, it's so common everywhere. It, this is something that we all, I think, deal with as human beings. The story of like, do I really deserve everything that I want in my life? And am I worthy of it? And so we, um, Clayton and I dug into that topic so this one's for you if you're feeling like you're in procrastination or overworking or you're really like you have this long list of things that you should be doing 
those are all the things that I think kind of like show up in how we address that topic of, of worthiness in that episode. Mm-hmm. And then the 11th episode, creating our way out of analysis paralysis labyrinth with Sophie. Yeah, this is, yep. Another one with Sophie. And this one is just like where you get stuck in like trying to figure out what the right way forward is and, you know, trying to find a way that feels both aligned with you, but also that you think is going to work and that we're like, just like constantly analyzing what's the, what's the right thing? How do I make this decision? What, you know, what should I be doing and all that kind of stuff, those questions. So if you're having those, that would be the episode to start with. I love that episode includes the swing analogy. I think that that's something that I come back to over and over again when I think about my own experience of overwhelm. Just having like a useful model for like to be able to try on the reality and like if this, then like then how would I make these decisions? And just to kind of take some of the hot emotion out of the kind of analysis of like what's right. And um, yeah, I think that episode does a really good job of that. And, and so the swing analogy is that we can, and maybe you can help me with connected dots, but the swing analogy is where you're pushing a swing and every swing is going to take some amount of getting started. You know, when you're first pushing a swing, you push it a lot. And then ultimately, like you can get the thing swinging. And once it's swinging, you can just kind of revisit it occasionally to put a little bit more of that energy into it and just keep it swinging indefinitely. So when we're getting things started, those projects want to take a lot of energy and time. But then as they kind of have been in existence for a while, like the podcast, for example, in the beginning, the podcast was a lot of work for us to get it up and rolling. And now we kind of have our processes in our system. So it takes a very minimal effort to get this thing out every week. So I think that's like a, a useful analogy, but so what, what landed with you about the swing thing and how did it, it resonate? Oh, when I think about the swing analogy, I think about like a swing set with a multitude of swings on it. And I think like if we had three little babies on these three swings, we could potentially try to get all three of them up and running and go push baby A and then B and then C and then be running back and forth. And Or we could just take a minute to like get one of the babies really going and then focus on the next swing and then just like check in every once in a while on that first baby and give it another little push. Because there, there's something about like the momentum of it being in swing already that it doesn't need as much attention. Yeah, and so totally. that's how I relate it back to analysis paralysis of like, well, maybe it's not that we focus on the right thing. We just choose one right now, get it going so that we can experience the fruits of our labor, a laughing baby. And meanwhile, <laughs> the other babies are going to be crying, but they'll be fine. Like they'll still be there. Yeah, that's a great way of putting that. I love that. <laughs> so next up, episode 17, uh, setting boundaries, a key to a meaningful life with Clayton. Yeah, this one's so useful. Boundaries is something that I hear people. So this is this is one of the things that I think people are looking for a lot. And I think this is a way that people go about addressing things like overwhelm and burnout is like, I just need better boundaries. And it's just like really important for me to set boundaries with other people and with my time and all that stuff. So we explained, we explored a lot about boundaries and what gets in the way of setting effective boundaries and how we can use boundaries more effectively in our lives in that episode. That's also one of the episodes where we talked about core values, because I think that's that's the essence of boundaries. So that's a really great episode to go back and kind of understand how to start to understand your own core values. So episodes 24 and 25 are the episodes that we did around language, using language to create a life. We created these episodes specifically because we had a running list of these 
language things that are common vernacular. People use them all the time. And we wanted a place to send people to of like, here are the, especially like clients as they're onboarding. I make sure that all of my new clients get these episodes because they're things that I'm looking out for during the coaching of like noticing. And then the episode is just like, it kind of puts a bow on it of like, it takes it takes us through all of them and then provides a justification of why, shows what it looks like when we're using this language that's super, super common and how Makes, when we're should, using it. Good, yeah, exactly. right, wrong, that sort of thing. And, and how when we're using it, we <coughs> might be cutting ourselves off from some form of freedom. Yeah. And, and what I think is inter- really interesting about language is it's not like about nitpicking the kind of language that we use or like you know, being really precise with our language. What it is more about is understanding what, how, when we use language these certain ways, it reflects the beliefs that we're holding about the world. So it's less about the words that we're using to describe things. It's not about like some sort of gotcha game, but it's more about understanding the way that we're constructing our reality with the words that we use to describe it and how we can do that in a more resourceful way. So that one's actually really, really, really useful. We put these in chronological order, but that one would be one of the ones that I would say like make sure that you go and check out because I think it's one of the most impactful ones for all for all time. People pleasing from vibe to tribe with Clayton. Episode number 36. Uh really useful. Again, kind of harkens back to the themes of unworthiness and you know what does it mean to be a people pleaser and to say kind of not just say yes to what other people are asking you, but really where that intersection of saying yes to what other people are asking you is intersecting with saying no to yourself. And that's the thing that I think is like really important about the concept of people pleasing and why I would encourage you to go check out that episode is because understanding how to say yes, exclusively yes to yourself is I think what, what getting through people pleasing. It's not about saying no to other people. It is about saying yes to yourself. And then when that intersects with saying yes to other people, that's great. Hallelujah. But it's when you're saying no to yourself to say yes to other people that we get into trouble with people pleasing. And then another couple with you and I, 33 and 34, money mindset. What's that one about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was, I think we covered so much in that first episode. And then we were like, wow, we let's, let's come back and finish all, like put a bow on all of these other loose ends that we wanted to cover. Yeah, some of the highlights from that for me is just kind of how we think about money, like what it means to us personally and how we relate to it. We also talk in that episode about kind of like what really what money really is and like kind of what the economic forces are behind it. We kind of take a lot of different perspectives addressing money mindset. It's super common. Like I don't know the last time I had somebody come to me that didn't want to focus on their money mindset. I think that my clients are they've been really acutely aware that there's something about money going on for me because I know that I want more of it. And I also know that like there's like something is holding me back. And so if that's the case for you, this is a great, these, both of these episodes have tons of different ways of looking at money that you can start to internalize and start sussing out. Like where are the blocks for you? What form are they taking so that you can create awareness and then start rooting them out and replacing them with new beliefs. Yeah, totally. Like what are the beliefs that you're holding about money and how is that creating your relationship with money in your life? That was also kind of a combo episode where we talked about Robin Hood as well. <laughs> yeah, um, we did in the second episode. Because we had just watched Robin Hood. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But it wasn't exactly an episode. on. We thought we were going to do an episode on Robin Hood, but it wound up being a little boring. For, it was kind of a boring movie, yeah. Yeah. But we did Pinocchio, and Pinocchio was super boring. Just boring. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah. here we go. What's next? The Scientific Approach to Affirmations. That was an episode that you and I did together. 
And I think similar to the episodes on the language that we use to create our life, this was another one of like, affirmations are super practical. We recommend that all of our clients do it. And really, I mean, all of our friends, like an affirmation practice is, it it seems like a little woo-woo. And also we dig into like why it's not woo-woo. And kind of, especially for people who are a little bit skeptical and not really ready to just like buy into like the metaphysical or kind of sciencey or like a witchier approach, um, we bring it down to some a little more practical and scientific neuroscience approach. principles. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if if there's going to be one episode that you watch or that you listen to uh, from this, that would be the one. I, affirmations more than the per- language. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Because affirmations for me, affirmations is like the number one practical tool that people can use. That if you can just get yourself to use it, you don't even have to. You don't have to believe it. Just practice it and then watch what happens in your life. It's like one of the like master keys to the universe. I think just figuring out how to shape the way that you're describing your reality by the kind of thoughts that you think about it and choosing some resourceful thoughts and then practicing the shit out of those thoughts in your world is so useful and uh, just very, very, very creation creative of success in the world. So there's my sales pitch for that. What's alive in you? A values-based model of communication. This is a great one. Episode number 39. So you and I did this one. Oh, I love values-based communication. It's so awesome. It's so useful for sales. It's so useful for interpersonal dynamics. We use this a lot in our in our marriage and um, our communication style with each other, trying to figure out like what's important to me, what's important to you. Anything else to say about that one, Pidgey? Yeah, I mean, I think you I think you nail on the head with just trying to find the intersection between what's important to you, what's alive in you, what is it that you want and how I can also see like that that is alive for me and be contributing to your reality in a way that really feels good for me. I think that taking a perspective of like values-based communication on sales and negotiations, just any kind of enrollment in general, I think all of that is really present in this episode. So I would say it'd be for anybody who is interested in better communication in general, but having a like another tool in the tool belt of different ways of perspectives of thinking about communication, not just in your personal life, but also in your business. And then we have episode 40, No Apology Necessary. That was an episode that you and I did together. And you know, that's an episode that really stands out for me. It's an episode that I send to people frequently. I recently had somebody showed up, one of my clients showed up like 15 minutes late for our coaching call recently. And she was just like really having a hard time kind of with the like shame and like, I can't believe I did that. And that like she just doesn't see herself as the kind of person who shows up late and like really struggling. And so we were able to talk through it on the call. But then afterwards I sent this episode as like, you know, like I appreciate the apology to me, but I'm more interested that you have the apology with yourself. And I think that's kind of the theme of that episode is what does it really mean to apologize? And how do we like, how do we interact with apology in a way that's really resourceful and builds ourselves back up? Yeah. I, and I also think that this is the essence of a guilt-free and shame-free life is understanding the kind of the root of what we're talking about in that episode, because it is just, it's so much about centering yourself in your own experience and being the kind of person that you want to be in the world that is authentically you. And then just kind of standing firm in that, in your interactions with other people, because that is so much about what apology is, is about like, not kind of, you know, 
just like somebody like saying they're sorry when they like accidentally bump into you or something like that. It's like, you have the right to take up space in the world and just like recognizing your inherent worthiness of being here as you are exactly as you are, I think is something really useful. And that is kind of what that episode is about understanding that in yourself. For that episode, for me, it really comes down to the just like why, like what I'm apologizing to. Cause I think so often, at least for me in my past, my tendency has been to apologize to a person so that they'll forgive me so that I don't have to experience the weight of my negative emotion. And I think that that is unresourceful because it's another way that we can be outsourcing our sense of okayness of ourself. Because in reality, we can't really do anything about whether or not that person wants to choose to forgive us. And they might have their own reasons that don't have anything to do with us. And so kind of re like taking taking back control of the apology is like, a here, here's how I was out of alignment. And here's what I'm going to do to come back into alignment with myself and presenting that to the other person if they're willing to hear, but not making their forgiveness the point or like the intention behind the apology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that thing that you're just describing is also a way that we keep ourselves stuck. It's like if we, if we like, oh, well, if I get forgiven, then I don't have to deal with like myself anymore. It's like, well, okay, great. Well, but then you're not dealing with yourself. So yeah, totally. We probably could have done this one at the beginning when we were doing our honorable mentions, the care and feeding of your superpowers exploring frozen. That was like our personal favorite episode. I think we both loved the shit out of that one. That was the ep- the first episode or maybe the quickest that I cried. <laughs> it's just like yeah. while we were doing the episode. It's just yeah. Like, oh, so for nice. anybody listening, if you don't know Ben personally, it's just important to note that he is a very tender hearted human being and is very apt to cry in most movies. And it's really sweet. And we were watching frozen and I think we got, I don't know. It wasn't. It was literally the first scene. It was like the first scene. (laughs) And then when we were recording the episode for the podcast episode for that, he started crying in the beginning of the episode. (laughs) And I had to take over for a minute so he could recover. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. So lastly, we have, if we have space for it, maybe some highlights from some of the reviews that we've received already from the podcast. I like my favorite one here is the Emma Grace Moon said this podcast feels like a hug. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. There's a lot of like really nice reviews that we've gotten. If it's in your jam and you're a longtime listener of this podcast and you haven't done a review, I think they're really helpful for us to get spotted by new people. But here's some highlights. I love, love, love this podcast. Each episode comes with several light bulb aha moments that have changed the way I view the world and my place in it. Beyond all that, this podcast provides tangible tools to help you achieve a more useful mindset to help you achieve your dreams. Highly recommend this podcast and can't wait for more episodes. It's worth your 30 minutes. I listen twice to make sure I get everything. I love how relatable the content is to any person in any situation. Great conversation and application. I'm looking forward to to hearing more episodes. I appreciate the conversation around a topic I struggle with. And asking myself the questions raised during the conversation was a very impactful practice. What does it look like for me when I've arrived? Thanks for putting this out there. See, that's one of those ones that uh, that landed with uh, that Clayton episode. If you're looking to free yourself from lies or misconceptions of the world, come learn how to unlearn. Sometimes things looking at life through different lens can turn a problem into an opportunity. Thanks to Ben's advice, my family and I tore down imaginary barriers we had put up for ourselves and sped up our life vision timeline by more than a year. 
With this new way of looking at things, I expect we can shave significant time off of future goals and get the things we want in our life much faster. Make the shift. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I don't know any of these are. Anyway, if you like the episode, if you like the podcast, what I'd invite you to do is right now, if you're a long-time listener and you haven't already shared this with somebody, think of one person. Who is one person in your life that you think might benefit from some of these conversations that we have? And we didn't talk about Project Candlelight in this one, but if you would like us to make an episode where we address your things, we've already started to create some of these. They're going to start going out and getting uh, people are getting tagged in them. But if you have a question that you'd like us to address or you have a struggle in your life that you're you're working through, or if there's something that's challenging that you can't figure your way through, send us the email, apply for Project Candlelight, and we will make you your own personalized episode and let you know when it gets created. Anything else to mention, Pidgey? Yeah, I want to encourage everyone to check out the show notes, go back through, there'll be a list of all of the episodes we've talked about today. If there are any of them that you missed, go back, check them out. And um, yeah, share with your friends. If anybody you know in your world might benefit from one of these episodes, send it over. Yeah, and live your freedom, love your life. Thanks for the talk, KG. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.